All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. I don't think I'm quite familiar with that phrase. I'll explain, and I'll use small words so that you'll be sure to understand, you warthog-faced buffoon. Go ahead. Make my day. I make this look good. You are now listening to the Movie Review Crew Podcast. Thank you for listening, everybody. This is another edition of the Movie Review Crew. I'm your host, Mike Lucas, and joining me is Shane Carnikin. How's it going? Matt McNeil. Uh, just call me Dr. I Can't Wait to Go Back to Sleep. Ha mm. <laughs> ha! Mm. And Aaron Carnikin is also Hello? Here. Matt, mm-hmm. we record. Yep. It's Ooh. not early. No. It is early. <laughs> it is it's 9.30 in the morning. It's 9.45, and that's way past time to be up. Well, on a normal weekday, I'm not even awake yet. Oh my word! I don't work until eleven thirty. I don't get up till ten. Uh, um, uh, so this is movie review crew, not a therapy session. Although I feel like sometimes we shows. <laughs> <laughs> we can go that route if yeah. you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but this is movie review crew. We have a review of Doctor Sleep on this episode. We also have some time to kill. So I want to start off by. Here we go. If we kill time. Will we be immortal? I don't think that's how that works. Oh. But that was a good sort of transition into killing of a sacred deer. Oh, boy. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, did you watch it? Yeah, it was on that episode. Oh, yeah, you were. Yeah. <laughs> that was a week ago. <laughs> that was a week ago, my man. I People saw my review on Letterboxd. They listened to the episode. I told my friends. I went out of my way to tell my friends. Not to watch it. This they didn't listen. No. No. They they said, Oh my god, no. Yeah. No, no, no. No, no. It's not quite what you're thinking. Well, I don't think it can be that bad. Have you seen the lobster? And I was like, I don't want to see the lobster. I do not want to see it. So you did? No. I didn't, oh. <laughs> I didn't watch the lobster yet. <laughs> okay. But is that the end of that story? That is. But the, the point is, no matter, like... Who has seen The Lobster? I have. I have. In fact, before we go any further, I was going to bring up an email that we got. Oh, my God. Um, is it saying The Lobster? It just simply says, is The Lobster better than the killing of a sacred deer? Uh, yes. And I like both. So I don't know if they want us to watch it. Who's it from? Larry? The Lobster. Just Larry The Lobster. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's a SpongeBob joke. It is. I did not catch that when I opened that last night. Oh <laughs> my god, that's freaking hilarious. Um, but it is, but it is also uh horrendous. I mean, it's like a, a a better death. You know, it's like it's still horrible, and and I would rather die, but to watch it than watch right. it. Right, but it's better than yeah. But right, it's, it's like, about relationships and love and finding love and 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 just kind of like your role in life and how society is wrapped around the concept of relationships. All very interesting themes, and it's an interesting story. But how do you tell a story about love with the same kind of dialogue and and style and lack of life? The yeah. actors are the same thing. I think I love you. Oh, is that so? Yes. Like, how? Wh- why? Right, right. Why do that? That I don't get it. That that director can shove off. 
See, and that's that's why I brought that up. It's because I, I was like, I have zero desire to no. see any of his other movies. Don't. And multiple people were like, well, check out The Lobster. Multiple people. It It, it is. I can't deny it. It's an incredibly unique and interesting story. And it is a, a very good exploration and comedy kind of, you know, poking fun at how our society just wraps itself around love. And especially as people age, uh, they tend to throw out their their morals and values just for the sake of forcing love you know i have oh uh, well I, we don't quite get along but whatever we're together let, let's make it happen it's it's a very very interesting movie but it's just horribly done i don't i don't understand the choices he makes it's the same thing and it drives me crazy if that story yeah. would have been done by a normal person it would have been amazing but it wasn't so it wasn't yeah why are we talking about this again just because killing of a sacred deer and yeah. people want him to watch the lobster, apparently. Yeah. Like, normally, people are like, oh, I don't really agree with your opinion on this. No big deal, whatever. But they went out of there, like, after I told them. Like, it was like an uprising. Like, we got the review so wrong. And I'm like, have, well, have you? Oh, I, I, we are in the minority, even of what? that movie. No, yeah, without yeah. a doubt. But I don't understand it. I don't either. And I've seen The Lobster, and I still don't understand that director. I don't understand him. I, Aaron, I, I don't like him. I wish you were on that episode, because you actively like The Killing of the Sacred I don't. Uh, you guys made it sound like it's one of my, I like it. I don't well, love no. I think The Lobster's better. I like it because it's interesting. I love the story. And if you, if you look into the story and, like, the background all about, because it's essentially a... The director's Greek, so this is essentially a Greek story, a uh, mythology told in modern day story and it's to me i think it's super interesting and that's fine and, and you're we, all of what you said was right like that. there's the excessive really mostly useless sex stuff the i mean yeah. it's but i just thought that barry keegan the the kid yeah was super creepy villain perfect i don't you gotta be scary no you, you don't i don't like why at what point there would have been Way early on in the movie, I would have hit him at yeah. least once and be like, "What are you doing?" Like, I don't know. I just like the idea. He's he's Nobody essentially like this humans. is like when those the Greek mythology stories when the the gods are toying with the humans, and it's it's just an interesting movie to me. The also, story, we didn't we didn't bring this up last week, but at, up until maybe an hour into the movie, I thought that Colin Farrell was a pedophile. I thought he was too. <laughs> well, I thought he was too. I was like, this is a but really weird relationship. I don't, ex- I don't understand how to explain this away. Yeah, then, I was like, like, what are they going for here? Is this going to be yeah. gross? And then I was like, oh, well, no. so anyway, 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 I don't want to, I don't want right. to take over Doctor Sleep's <laughs> episode with the killing of a sacred deer. If you want to go listen to that, uh, go to our website, moviereviewcrew.com, and you can listen to movies right uh, on the episodes page. Also, we're on Spotify. We're on. We're on basically everywhere. We're on Spotify. I don't know if we're on Spotify. I said that, <laughs> and then I immediately was like, I don't think so. Oh. Stitcher, iTunes, uh, Podbean, Podbay, all of these places. Uh, anyway, let's move on. Doctor Sleep. No. Oh. What, what do you guys want to talk about? If <laughs> actually, here we go. I had I had a little a little warm up. If you could be in any cinematic universe. Any movies universe doesn't have to be a series or trilogy. Any universe with that takes place within film, what 
universe would you be in? JoJo's. Jo- like, like JoJo Rabbit? No. Jo- like, like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Nobody knows what that is. Yeah, it's dude. a TV show. Explain it to us. Uh, it's bizarre. Are there <laughs> adventures with JoJo? Oh uh, it's like so. The, it, it, everybody has like a superpower, and there's a lot of punching involved. This is a manga series. It is. Oh boy, it's awesome. Doubt it. All right. Anyway, you two. I don't know. I mean, Star Wars would be fun. I it, basically uh, any of the space ones. I think. I think exploring space, working in space. That would be interesting. That would be fun. I think I'd like to be a physicist in the Fast and Furious universe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's very specific. You guys aren't even going to acknowledge that. That's <laughs> clever as hell. <laughs> I mean, I'm just that's funny. That's uh, funny. It's because do you want you? you got, yeah, you want me to explain? Aaron, no, we understand Aaron, the physics in that movie don't make sense. Aaron, we get it. They don't get it. Man, that's comedy gold. That is pretty good. Uh, so you Y'all see so that you want to be yeah you oh, want to be boy. non-existent is what you want to be. <laughs> well, I just want to be the one to be like, what the hell is going on? Mm-hmm. Why are cars flying? How were we able to tow a tube? <laughs> How did this <laughs> runway pound? turn into a hundred and fifty mile runway? Listen, you guys are watching those movies wrong. Why? I'm gonna be guy... honest. <laughs> <laughs> I think the the only correct way to watch those movies is, is to, to not, not watch, watch them. Yeah. Correct. Fair. Wow. No, they... Man, it took me like five tries to just watch the trailer for this new one because it all it starts with, like, Mike, Mike, to play that sad music. I got you. This is how that trailer starts. Sorry, hang on. I used to live my life a quarter mile at a time. It does start like now this. I got a child. And at that point, click... Off, not watching your stupid trailer. See, I had now the op- he lives his life a half a mile at a time. I had the opposite reaction. I said, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's how you're gonna start it. You're just, you're just throwing it at the wall like that. We're just doing it." And no. then they're like, "Oh, your twin brother," and and he's just like, "Yeah, totally. We didn't address any of this for eight movies." Uh, when you have a r- evil brother, you just don't talk about him because it's too hard to talk about. Yeah, mm. how, how you don't think I've ever talked about Mick? Yep. Also, did we talk about Mickle, that article that I think Shane pointed out the article that talked about how wonderful it is that John Cena wore sleeves in a mostly sleepless <laughs> franchise. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Did I hear? If you guys will excuse me, I'm going to go walk into traffic. <laughs> uh, seriously, though, uh, talking about that movie. Man, John Cena's a bad actor. Well, duh. Even by Fast and Furious yep. standards. That is true. And I'm afraid of how that movie's going to go. I was 100% sure that you were going to say he's a badass, and then I was going <laughs> to I was gonna deck you right in the schnoz. <laughs> no, what are you talking I, about? You, have you not seen Playing With Fire? Uh, nope. Actually, I've never seen John Cena. What? Uh, <laughs> Another bad joke. <laughs> uh, but seriously, though, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of... I don't like that addition to the cast what we all know that he's just there to replace the rock and we all know he's not the rock oh no, nobody's dwayne the rock johnson yeah correct john cena is a good but they could have gotten runner up no he'll get dave bautista there he's another bald-headed dude that yeah but he's trying to sh- he's trying to shed that image. true he's, he's a good he's actor. actor yeah no right. he's still doing just terrible action movies and then marvel that's not true also he's name uh, one serious role he's been in blade runner blade Bat- runner bautista 
Also, he he was a well. He didn't have any talking lines, but it was a more serious role in. Uh, Don't. Uh, what was that Bond movie that he was? Oh, in? which one was he in? Uh, yeah, it was. I, I don't remember. Bond one of those falls two, into big dumb action movies. No, no. Anyways, Bautista's an intro. Oh, uh, what about uh, the Hotel Artemis? Mm, yeah. He was I, I, fantastic. I ain't, in I ain't that. seen that. Well, that's on you, not on Dave Bautista. Well, that's fair. <laughs> uh, also, are you um, familiar with him in Dune? Because he's oh, about to be love that movie. awesome. That's that. number one on my most anticipated. Which you're insane for saying that. What? Why? Why? Uh, did you see the last one? The, how does that have anything Time to out. do with this? Time it's out. the same story. Time it's out. the same story being told by more talented And it's people. not the same story because hang it's on. going to be because more closely related to the ruined book. ruined that story. Hang on. Have hang, you read the book? Hang on. Hang on. Let me, let me read you this. Hang on. Director. Danny Villeneuve. Oh. Done. Stop right Danny there. Danny DeVito? Yep. yep. Do not need any more Dennis Villeneuve. I don't know how to say his name. I really don't. It's just Directorial debut of Danny DeVito? Yep. He also did Blade Runner 2049, Arrival, uh, Incendies, Sicario. Prisoners. Uh, Arrival, Prisoners. The dude is phenomenal. Yeah. I'm sorry. Also, look, there can s- starring. It yeah, can, read this cast list. Timothy Chalamet, mm-hmm. Oscar nominee or winner. Don't remember. Okay, Rebecca Ferguson, <laughs> Jason Momoa. Oh, fantastic. Most importantly, Zendaya. Oh yeah. Uh, but for real though, Josh Brolin, Oscar Isaac, Javier Bardem, Dave Bautista, Stellan Skarsgård. Look, it's uh, a great cast. I'm not going to argue that. And it's a great director. I'm not going to argue that. That doesn't mean that the movie still ain't going to be garbage. Name one movie that has been bad with a good director and a good cast. Midsummer. You forgot the oh. most important aspect. That's a bad movie. I think Plus, that cast is shit. So yeah. No, it count. wasn't. Yeah. Oh, what's the most important aspect? Cinematographer. Boobies. Oh. Boobies. <laughs> Look, the same all I'm cinematographer. Saying- from Rogue One. Look, all I'm saying is that Ooh, and I was not a fan of Dune the book, Mm-mm. and I was not a fan of Dune the movie in the 80s. And okay, about but that's a, that Dune the, the movie. The movie from the 80s is not and, and Dune do, the book. And, and 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 music by Hans Zimmer. Oh, so it's just gonna be bomb. I mean. So I'm just saying. I don't know how you're not excited about that movie uh, because I don't give a crap about Dune. Fair enough. Dune don't get a crap about you. Yeah, true. Don't get a crap about you. True. I heard that. I mean, and maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe it. Maybe it'll be great. I mean, you put Halloween Kills on your list, and there's like one out of ten good movies. If you are using past movies as your barometer, are you kidding me? Well, it's the same writers and directors as the, as you 2018's can't come Halloween. You can here and say, I don't care so... about writers and directors of Dune. That doesn't matter. But for my argument, writers no. and directors. Look, it's a property that has already been established with a previous movie. And so if we're going off of that and it's the same people returning to do the sequel, yes, I am more inclined mm. to believe that that is going to be a good movie. I look I, at then I understand that than a movie yeah. about a book that I don't like that there hasn't been any kind of medium for right. in 40 years. Right. However, right. are right. you willing to admit if it's possible to make a good version of that Denny V and that cast are gonna. Pull oh, abs- it off. absolutely! Well, if right. if, this, if it's gonna be crap. good, this is the this is the formula. Yeah, but That's you fair. know it's gonna be like a three-hour behemoth that doesn't make money. 
like Blade Runner. Okay, th- th- but th- it's th- going to th- be wonderful. And, and I'll settle the argument now, Matt. It doesn't have Ryan Reynolds in it. Yeah. I mean, I didn't mean Ryan Reynolds. It, but he's also not in it. It doesn't have Ryan Gosling's sorry ass in it like Blade Runner 2049 yeah, so ruining everything. Movie. Yeah, Look right. at all this rain. That is a positive not <laughs> having Ryan Gosling <laughs> in it. Oh. <laughs> oh, he's bad. I hate him. He's not that bad. He's pretty bad. He's, he's pretty not, bad. not that bad. He's Did you see crazy. Drive? Did you see yeah. any of his movies? First Man. So Gross. Good. He actually, I think he was like the worst part in Worst Man. First Man. <laughs> worst <laughs> no, you, Man. That's you, a you, had right. you had it right. You had it right in First Man. <laughs> worst Man. Ryan Gosling. Oh, boy. Are we? Uh, I still want to see La La Land, by the way. Don't, don't do that. Why? You're like those people you told not to watch Killing of the Sacred Deer. Uh, yeah. Uh, He's got a point. Hold on though. I wanted to hear why. Um, just because it was. <laughs> All right, I'm sold. It was nominated for how that, many? That doesn't. Oh, that don't on. matter. It's a it's a story about Hollywood that that sucks. Yeah. It's literally it's it's a two hour Love Hollywood better. patting itself on the back. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Have you guys seen it? Yes. Yes. Have you? We have wives. It's I own it. You two hours of it? Hollywood patting I will itself let you on the back it and never return it if you'd like. I would. I would gladly do that. Huh. I don't know. I just uh, Damien Chazelle has yet to put out a bad movie that I've seen. Well, that's not true. La La Land. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. I like and I like Emma Watson too, which is. But I he he wrote uh, or Emma La- Stone. Emma wrote, Stone. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he wrote Whiplash, Ten Cloverfield Lane, and now La La Land. He's also directed Whiplash and First Man, mm-hmm. and, and La La Land. And La La Land. I want like those are. It's fair. I you know, I get like, I get that because I'm the same way. If I like a director, I'm willing to give how how many times do we have to keep going back to well made garbage? Like we've had that conversation multiple times yes, on this show. But even even if people had told you, oh my god, don't see Midsummer, it's trash, you would have seen it. Yeah. Even if people said, don't yeah. go see the lighthouse. Because it's well, trash. Well, the lighthouse is not it. trash. Yeah. But my point is, you like those directors. Right. You loved what they've done, and you would be willing to watch what they've done despite word of mouth. Eh. You know you would. Yeah. yeah. You absolutely would. Well, yeah. I'm just telling you in advance. Told you so. All right. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. I'll give you a, uh, a full book report. Good. I want to read that. Hell yeah, you will. It's going to be worth it. All right. Anyway, that'll be on our website. Full book report of La La Land. <laughs> Book report yep. on a movie. Shut up, man. Our <laughs> our website is moviereviewcrew.com. You can request movies right on our homepage. Um, are we taking a week off next week? Let's take a week off. That's yeah. fine with me. It works for right. me. Sometimes we like to do a refresh and just do our own thing. Yeah. And this time of the year for movies, like, it's so bad for what's coming oh. out in theaters. What are you talking I'm... about? Invisible Man comes out this week. Oh, my word. Uh, Don't. There's someone don't sitting in that me. chair. <laughs> don't. There's someone sitting in that chair. <laughs> oh, boy. That's... Oh, also, I saw 1917. Yeah. I forgot to tell you about that. It's and not that great. I agree. It's great. It is, it is an incredibly well-made gimmick. No. No, I wouldn't say gimmick. It, I would say it is. It's, a, it's a great exercise said, and experiment in cinematography. Yeah, and filmmaking and camera work. I, I for sure. take and nothing act, away from I'll even give him acting because that's acting. a lot of stuff. The story to, was complete shit, though. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, he's like, I've got to get to one place. Yeah. But I'm far away. Yeah, <laughs> and for the next 20 minutes, we're just going to ride in the truck while they talk about nothing for 20 minutes. Yeah. Why? Get out of here. F you, stupid-ass movie. 
It's not yeah. that good. Yeah. I, I'll probably talk about that more on the Thursday episode of being John Malkovich. All right, let's get into Dr. Sleep. Are we there, guys? I'm fine with that. All right. Dr. Sleep. Oh, he's sleeping. Get oh, it? what a joke. Did it? I don't get it. I can't make physicist jokes about Fast and Furious. This guy <laughs> can snore and think it's worthy. Uh, yep. Dr. Sleep. I didn't deny it wasn't a good joke. <laughs> Dr. Sleep from 2019. It's a rated R film. Two hours, 32 minutes long. It's a drama fantasy horror film. Years following the events of The Shining, a now adult Dan Torrance must protect a young girl with similar powers from a cult known as the True Knot, who prey on children with powers to remain immortal. Directed by Mike Flanagan and written by Stephen King and Mike Flanagan, starring Ewan McGregor, Rebecca Ferguson uh, of Dune. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yep, uh, of Dune fame. <laughs> Good. Kylie Curran, uh, Cliff Curtis. Am I missing? Can I just read this? I, I saw this before I before we go any further. I want to read this synopsis that an IMDb user wrote. Just a little snippet of it because I love it. Yeah, do you? First of all, written by Stephen King was the synopsis. Uh, I mean, the book was. No, the synopsis was apparently so, written by him. So, so you can't uh, see what's going on, but Aaron put Stephen King in air quotes. Just for everybody listening at home. Emphasis on it. Anyway, so here, here's the snippet that I like. It's just the start of uh, explaining the the people on highways across America. A tribe of people called the True Knot travel in search of sustenance. They look harmless, mostly old, lots of polyester, and married to their RVs. That's it. And you enjoyed that? Perfect description. That's the dumbest shit I have ever heard. Yeah. I wish you wouldn't have read that. Good. Everyone good in this room is now dumber. <laughs> for that was a horrible, it. stupid. I award you no funny. points. No. And may God have mercy on your soul. Oh. Oh. Yeah. All right. That was that was horrible. Doctor Sleep on Rotten Tomatoes gets a seventy-seven percent certified fresh from critics. Uh, audience score of eighty-nine percent. Critics gave it a seven point zero five out of ten, and audience gave it eight point six. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, critics consensus. Dr. Sleep forsakes the elemental terror of its predecessor for a more contemplative sequel that balances poignant themes against spine-tingling chills. Did I say that word right? You did. Yeah, good job. Really good. I want to dispute the hooked on phonics is really working out for you, my <laughs> dude. Yeah, it is. I, I, okay, so let me... I was going to say poignant. Poignant. <laughs> I wish you would have. But, you know, I figured I might as well flex my brain. Uh, on Letterbox, Doctor Sleeps gets three point five out of five stars. That's a seven out of ten. Good maths. Mm-hmm. Yep, quick maths. So yeah, the uh, resounding consensus is uh, seven to eight out of ten, right? Basically. Yep. Yep. Pretty much. All right. So, what do you guys think about it? First thoughts. Yeah. First thoughts. Who picked uh, it and why? I picked it. picked it. Uh, for. A couple reasons. I like the story of The Shining. That's I. I think that is. It's probably my favorite Stephen King story. It's one of the most approachable and and least out there and wacky and and just like why the hell did you there's, do that with there's this no story? underage gangbangs in it. Uh, sure. <laughs> right. Uh, I enjoy the story of The Shining. I read this book and I enjoyed the direction because it it's true to the feeling of that 
first story, but it also explores more of the world and takes it in different directions. I like this director. I like Ewan McGregor. I like Rebecca Ferguson. Uh, so I thought there was... I thought there was no way this would be bad. That's why I picked it. I I love the story. I love the people involved. That's a perfect recipe. Perfect. Yeah. What'd you guys think of it though? Uh, I uh, I liked it. Um, it was a little long. Nah. I'll get into that, but nah. Uh, for for me, it it went on about a half hour too long. They they could have cut some stuff out to to get it closer to two hours, and I think it would have been better for it. But um, I do like the movie overall. Uh, Ewan McGregor is fantastic as usual. What did you uh, call him the other day? Evan McDonald. <laughs> and I will stick with that. I'm still not convinced that wasn't just a mistake and you're covering up. Oh, it was a, just a bad joke. No, it was not a mistake. Nope, you thought it was I know who McDonald's. Ewan McGregor is. Two of my the favorite Ewan McGregor performances are not Star Wars. I knew you were going to say it. Uh, but in uh, The Men Who Stare at Goats, I like him a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And this is another good um, another movie where he's very, 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 very good. Um, Rebecca Ferguson is a cutie, and she. Wow, you're just gonna reduce. I wow, mean, come on. I was. I was gonna. To a cutie. No, I was about hey. to finish my thought, and hey. y'all jumped in. Give him some credit. He didn't say patootie after it. True. It's true. That's fair. Patootie, and uh, also give him some credit. She show is. She show is. <laughs> uh, but she's also very effective as a villain in this movie. I like her acting a lot. Well, in... She's incredible in everything I've seen her in. That, yeah. It, and, uh, you know, we'll get, yeah, barring, we'll barring Dune. Uh... Stop <laughs> it. Yeah, she was bad in that one. <laughs> well, we don't know yet. <laughs> we don't know yet. But uh, she's she's a good actress. I like her a lot. Um, I think the, the chemistry between uh, Evan McDonald and the little girl <laughs> was really good for, for a child actor. She definitely carried her weight. Um, Absolutely. And that she, was so important because this movie centers around her, basically. Yeah. And it, with Without that, it, it, this movie was a disaster. She yeah. was very good. I think the, the whole movie hinges on that little girl's ability to act, and she knocked it out of the park. Yep. So this is yep. a, a definitely... Um, if I had managed to see it last year, this probably would have hit my top ten. Oh, for sure. Um, but I didn't get around to it. But, you know, it was a very good movie nonetheless. Yep. And I'm going to go one step further, and I'm going to throw hot takes out here. Ooh, 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 It's hot. better than The Shining. Ooh, whoa. Well, yeah. As a movie, yeah. I, in some aspects, yes. Cause, because cause, the you only know, thing you know The Shining why? has is good job Technical Stanley Kubrick. Wizardry. Other than that, it it's has just Jack a, Nicholson's performance. Yeah, that's don't take useless that away. for the story. A, a, angry a, Jack a, Nicholson and, turns and, into angry Jack Nicholson that and hates you, his family. And you know what's what? Uh, yeah, no, no, another reason why this is better than The Shining, and he got Shelley Duvall in it. That was a vast. <laughs> the casting replacement of Shelley Duvall was a vast improvement. However, she did a incredible job yeah, of, of like sounding her. and acting oh yeah just like her that was amazing like that, some it, of the some of the flashbacks i thought it was shelly duvall yeah it was incredible that that actress who whoever she is was phenomenal that she was 100 percent on point and it it wasn't a big role it's just a few flashbacks and and, and stuff at the beginning but man I, she was good i do wish they would have gotten a better look-alike for Jack Nicholson, and or at uh, least put a digital Jack Nicholson face on him. No, no, no. no. 
he didn't uh, the, even attempt to sound like Jack Nicholson. No, or the manner is it was just a guy with a receding hairline but the, and uh, wicked <laughs> eyebrows. Could that be because? How do you replace or match Jack Nicholson in one of his most famous and beloved performances ever? Uh, so do you just so you cast Jack Nicholson and you de-age Stop. him? Stop! No, just like they did quit with, with the CG. No, no, because because he was only in the movie for that like one scene where he's matter. talking that, at the bar. It would have taken you, can, you out of it. No, you can still have Jack Ni- or just have it be old Jack Nicholson. Who cares? No. Yeah, why couldn't he have aged? Because he's a ghost. They don't age. That's well, the dumbest have. thing ever. You don't know that. Don't know have that. you seen Harry Potter? They don't yeah, age. They don't age. Mm. Watch any movie. Have you seen Star Wars? They apparently get younger. <laughs> that happens. <laughs> only only when they do uh, so, different versions. I don't have any issue. I, I will say he, that actor had nothing on Jack Nicholson, obviously. However, I enjoy the fact that they didn't... He probably approached it as playing this character, not playing Jack Nicholson. And no, he, but if you're this movie was very clearly tying it with yes, the first one. Yes, it's this cinematic sequel. You have to if you do it for Shelley Duvall's character to tie it, and it doesn't have to look exactly, but the mannerisms and the Jack Nicholson speaks in a very specific way. Yeah, that's true. At least true. do that. Yeah, I don't he could have done he that. He looked close enough to him that that's fine. When when he was walking down the hallway, his his physical mannerisms did match Jack Nicholson. I'll give him that. But it wasn't like the, the bar scene, which was an important scene. Yeah. His, and his cadence threw, threw me out of it. Yeah, that's fair. Should we, let's do a, a rundown of the... Uh, of the events, just so people know what we're talking about as we go through this, because the oh. synopsis was very brief, but there's a lot. Oh yeah, spoilers. Happening. Yeah, we're gonna get into spoilers, but essentially, what's happening is now little Danny Torrance from The Shining has grown up. He is an alcoholic to suppress his to pr- suppress The Shining because all of these memories and demons of they're coming back for him. All of what was uh, in the Overlook Hotel is coming back for him. And uh, what's his name? Halloran? Dick. Dick Dick Halloran. Is that the same guy? No. No. That was just another incredible, incredible casting. I was like, I was going to say, is that honestly, I thought it was the same guy. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was just another amazing casting and performance. That he was another one that was like, oh my god, that is that's perfect. It's like watching. So Dick Halloran gives him uh, basically. This is Stephen King's version of Star Wars, and Halloran's the, the. Jedi Master of the Shining, giving him these tools to deal with this. And now this group, uh, they're called the what the something not the true, true not, not the true not is preying on people that have the shining and it Dude, eventually leads to hippies. Evan McDonald trying to protect this uh, little girl named Abra Star, I believe, which good Stone. Lord. Abra Stone. Oh, okay. What a dumb name. Uh, but then they get into it, and things lead back to the Overlook Hotel. Yeah, who would name their kid so, Abra? So basically, to to uh, point out how evil this group of True Not is, they live forever by feeding off of the Shining from people. They they inflict the more pain that people yep. with the Shining feel. Um, they emit this cloud that essentially is the shining in a physical form, and then those people ingest it, and that allows them to live longer. It, it reduces their age, makes them feel better, cures illnesses. So they hunt down children with the shining, torture and kill them 
to capture and ingest their shine. And, and this is not one of those movies that leads to this event of them torturing these to these children and then cut and we just don't see it. It shows uh, it's tough to watch that scene. Yeah. There are a lot of things in this movie. Nah, that kid had it coming. And how? <laughs> he was a child actor in a horror movie. Uh, true. He was another very good actor though to give him credit. Uh this is a movie that I love horror movies like this. It's more focused on the story and the horror within the story than tropes of horror movies in general. It's not focused on we have to do this because that it's a horror movie. We have to. And it's the, just focused yeah. on the story and the evil and the horrors within. And the people involved. It, it gave us a solid 45 minutes to an hour of setup yeah. to show this is Danny Torrance now. Like for the, We got to fill in all of these years from Overlook Hotel to now. And it took its time and it showed the he, he's this haunted guy. I mean, both because of the shining the overlook and because of the way he's living his life like that scene there's a scene in there when he's at he he he's an alcoholic he does drugs he he went to a bar hooked up with this woman and went back to her place they did drugs and he like he wakes up from being passed out with her and he's like taking the money out of her wallet and then this woman's child comes in and it's he puts the money back. He sets the child. You don't think anything of it until 20 minutes later when he's literally physically haunted by the memory of he just left them there. And it's this dead woman saying they haven't found us yet, that these, the child and the woman died. And it's 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 real life. Horror. It's gut wrenching to watch this guy, what he's dealing with, because first of all, it's terrible. This little child that you're watching and, and that he is haunted by the fact that he just left them there and potentially died and well and that's what i love about this director i i know that our opinions don't 100 percent align on on movies like hush or even the tv series the haunting of hill house um but this director has made a living of directing horror movies that focus on the story and the characters and the humanity of horror it's not just tropes it, it's it's telling a story, and with mixed results, and, and you guys have differing opinions on, on Hush, and, and I well, know yeah, Aaron so. didn't really mind Haunting of Hill House. I love his approach to horror. It's it's refreshing to see somebody care about the stories and characters within horror instead of just this person's just fodder for a, you know, a, a slasher or whatever the case. I really like his approach, and this was the perfect story for him to tell. And he's he's very good at... Uh, I guess like the like the events that happen within their their minds mm-hmm. in this. Yep, he's very good at at manifesting that physically and showing you the things that are going on. Uh, like him trapping ghosts within his mind. Some of the visuals and and the way he presents that it's one hundred percent clear. There's no confusion as to what's going on. I think he did. That's, He's that's, perfect yeah, for. There, there's a whole lot more of the Stephen King weirdness in this than there is in The Shining. That's and it true. Was, it was handled. Oh, well. he made it feel normal and real. He, he made it feel. You didn't question it. You're, you at no point was like, "What the hell is this?" Like you do when you read Stephen King a lot. Yeah. He made it a part of the story and made it work. Which some of the camera work in some of those scenes was absolutely incredible. In the in the the imagery, the way he evoked. 
his own imagery, but also uh, Kubrick esque shots and and setups, especially. Well, and the the, and I'm not sure if they just took uh, scenes out of The Shining and digitally like enhanced them to there update were it. Or only, they, no, uh, three shots they said yes. that were recreated. The rest, and he, it was only it was short shots. One was. Overhead shot of the car driving up the mountain. Yep. That was in The Shining. It was daytime. They just digitally altered it to be nighttime. There was a overhead shot of the lake and the mountains. Or so. It was yep. all as they were getting to the Overlook Hotel. Right. But everything else within the hotel with the flashbacks was all So that was recreated. all done in, in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All filmed new. Because I was going to say, like, the, the whole blood coming out of the elevator and stuff, yep. like, they did a really good job of making that look like they stripped it right out of The Shining yeah. and just oh, put he, it into he did movie. a fantastic mimicry of of uh Kubrick and, and the shiny even even before they get to the hotel some of his shots and and uh the camera work and the angles and things like that evoked that kind of shining mood which that needed opening, to be done the the title card fantastic where it just shows doctor sleep and it's like slowly Posting the the carpet pattern from the Overlook yeah. Hotel. Oh, over yeah. the I love that. And it, he was perfect for this movie because he has done Stephen. This director, Mike Flanagan, has done Stephen King material before. He's familiar with it, and he did what needed to be done, which is balance the story of the book while connecting it to the movie The Shining, which kind of veered away from the book and had its own visual. Uh, identity really and he merged all of those aspects to make a movie that fulfilled both worlds it, it stuck to the book for the most part it, it was true to the story but it also paid homage to the movie it didn't just ask ah, Stephen King doesn't like that movie we're not going to pay attention to it yeah. you need to address it and he did, I think he managed well, it both it did and I know I'm in the minority about The Shining maybe not within our group but it did what The Shining did not do and there's real emotions. There's real stakes involved. Like there, there are consequences for. In The Shining, it was just so sterile and so yeah. Make it look well, that's, good. It that's was, Kubrick. Yes, yeah. but yeah. it didn't work for that story. For a horror movie about a father going insane trying to kill his child, yeah, it that, felt that, like all ho hum. This there were real. And maybe it's because of how you mentioned the chemistry between you and McGregor and I wish uh, you probably excuse know the actress's me? name, Evan McDonald. Thank and you. The, uh, I don't know. I'm going to look it up. The child actress who was very good. Their chemistry felt natural. It wasn't a forced thing. It felt, <laughs> and you felt for them. You wanted them to pull it off, and it and was fun because it was. I said this is Stephen King's version of Star Wars. That's Yoda and Luke. Like you got to to. OG shining badass training this up and coming shining prodigy. And we just spoke about how the killing of the sacred deer made it seem like Colin Farrell was a, a creep or some sort of child predator. At no point, and this is a credit to uh, Evan McDonald's act, I'm not calling him that anymore. <laughs> Ewan McGregor's acting ability. At no point was the relationship. Weird. When no. It very easily could have been him hanging out with this, what, 14, 15, I don't know. Remember right. How, that very easily could have been an awkward, weird relationship. And I think it's a credit to 
the directing, the writing, and especially the acting that at no point did it feel well, weird. Well, because he and people fall into this trap, and it's when you're talking to a child, talk to them like they're a human. Don't talk mm-hmm. down to them. Don't baby talk them. And he did that. He, it wasn't a, a guy talking. It was one guy with this power talking to another girl with this power. It wasn't like a, I don't know. It just felt more natural than you would w- would expect it to be, which I loved because that, that's what it hinged on was. And again, it took its time. First, we start with them. Uh, he's got the physical manifestation of this chalkboard in his apartment that he's talking to her through, and it's all in her head, and eventually they connect, and they start using The Shining to talk. And uh, You said that the, it was about a half hour too long. I did not feel that it could have been any shorter without without losing some of you, what you got. When you adapt a Stephen King book, I mean, look at It Chapter 1 and 2. That That's yeah. two movies. If you put that in one, that's six hours long. You, I thought those movies were a little too long, too, though. And, and I think that's more... A, that's more on Stephen King. You can't, you can't properly make his stories without making them long. I, uh, most of them, he, he yeah. like, wh- it is long. It's two and a half hours. But what could you have cut out that wouldn't have impacted the feeling? Uh, uh we could have cut out some of that stuff from like when he was a kid. At the very, very, very beginning, that that's like ten, but, fifteen minutes of material no, right there. But that's that's out. introducing him and how he and the idea of we him know being who, able to trap these yeah, that, m- that, demons that in these boxes is, and compartmentalize his brain, and and then we revisit that later, and then it comes up at the end. And as we said, part of this director's job was to tell this book, this story, while connecting it to the old movie, and you can't do that without showing that sort of but and, and and you can do like the the scene where uh dick gives him the box and he teaches him how to lock up these ghosts that's that's all fine you could do that in a flashback but we don't need you know 15 minutes at the beginning of danny torrance as a kid still at the overlook and then transitioning and moving to wherever they go uh and and having the old lady follow him around and he's scared of the old lady and he's peeing his pants and it it's all like that all that stuff could have been taken out, and we could have just had a flashback where Dick teaches him how to trap ghosts in a box. I don't know. I, I yeah, disagree. I disagree. I, I don't think I, I think every minute it was useful. And I watched this. I didn't start this movie until it was probably nine thirty, nine forty-five. So this is two and a half hour, and not once did I ever get bored or tired. My I wife managed to stay up and watch the whole. I, thing, I, I didn't get bored through it. It just it it, it at, at a certain. It got to a point where I was like, how is this movie still not done? No, I, I am one that I will never say the movie should have been shorter unless I can think, uh, unless I can see there were useless scenes, which in my opinion, I didn't think there were. I, I agree. I thought it was story building and character building, which in a lot of what's going on, this is a battle of the minds. It's necessary and to know who these people are. Let's take some time now because I don't want to gloss over this or forget to give her credit. Uh, Rebecca Ferguson as the leader of the True Knot and as the main villain. villain. She was uh, so good. Rose the Hat. Yep. So good. I mean, she was... It was an incredible performance to match this just seductive, evil person. I mean, she's, she's this person that, that has... She has this magnetism that you want to like her, but she's also this just 
horribly vile person that just without does the, being campy. Yes, which can happen with Stephen yes, King villains. Yes, it's a, it's a real person. She feels like a real character. She has fears. Yep. She has uh, worries, but she she is. She, you also understand why she's doing it. Yes, they have to do these horrible things, and it's for the selfish reason of of living forever and enjoying the the pleasures of life. But she's also in charge of this group. She's a fantastic leader, by the way, uh, and she is responsible for their health and safety. And and she's doing what they have to do to keep them alive. So you understand while it's still horrible, horrible things they do. You understand her motivations. You understand. It's not just this one-note villain, and she, I, she was as much as I enjoyed Ewan McGregor in this movie. She was the the standout performance to me. I thought she was phenomenal. I wouldn't say that. I was, I'd, I'd still put it on Ewan McGregor. Oh, I'd say the standout performance was that that little girl. Who, yeah, uh, and to give her credit, her name is Kylie Kieran. Has she been in anything else? Because no, not yeah, really. she she's was. She's been in one other movie that I've never even heard of. She was impressive. Everybody was in this movie. It was just so well acted. So uh, did did you have a specific scene that stood out to you that you remember as being like, wow, that's cool? Uh, the scene where they kill all the monsters? Yes, I was going to... Wait, which... which at, in the campground? Yeah. Yeah, when they get into like, that shootout and... Uh, uh, no, I, I think I liked... I liked when... It wasn't really one scene, but when Danny Torrance really... Because even when he stopped drinking, he never embraced the shining. But when he finally did and flexed his shining muscles, like when he took over... Uh, his shining muscles, like he's oiled <laughs> up. Yeah, like the rock <laughs> in the Fast and Furious. <laughs> but when he took over uh, uh, Abra's body in the van... and, and That was really, a good scene, too. Or uh, And for her to be able to act that and for you to immediately yep. know... That's Ewan McGregor. That's not her. That yeah. w- the subtlety of that acting on her part was incredible. Oh, yeah. Or uh, the one scene where they're trying to lure... I, I loved that. They lure uh, Rose the Hat into the, the maze yeah. of his mind to try to trap her. And it's... I, I just love the... Which is such an incredibly difficult thing to put on the film. You're luring a person into a maze in your mind with all these traps... It, uh, the, all the things that they were able to do with with mind tricks and and but it was visual clues too like when when uh, earlier in the movie when she is getting into somebody else's mind and her eyes gloss over white and we we see that with yeah. Ewan McGregor and Abra uh, Kylie Kieran's eyes gloss over when they're luring her when they and then you cut to this maze and it's we instantly know okay it's in there it's in his head and even the stuff they did with her like the astral project projection her projecting her I, I i don't know her being i guess her mind out to go into abra's bedroom and then there's a, a trap that abra set with her own mind and it's all of it is presented and filmed incredibly well yep. the one scene that was uh not great was and it, it was a good scene until this one reaction to it was when he's at the supermarket uh, Rose the Hat was at the supermarket and Abra's trying to get into her head. And the, yeah. That's a awesome scene. But then I, I laughed when... So the whole supermarket freezer thing blows up and blows Rose the Hat like 20 feet back. And this young supermarket employee comes up and just says, 
ma'am, are you okay? <laughs> like it's an everyday occurrence. Oh, I've seen it a million times. This whole section just blew up. Uh, I'm not scared or amazed. Or yeah, anything. but he saw funny. Rebecca Ferguson. Rebecca Ferguson. He was like. She needs to be helped. Yeah. I don't care about milk. She a cutie. Yeah. She a cutie, member. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but just the way she does. Ma'am, are you okay? <laughs> like, I don't know. So uh, typical with um, Stephen King novels and movies. Didn't much care for the ending. I didn't mind. The I didn't mind. Did it felt a little, about? I don't even know, too homage-y? Oh, it, 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 it ended on... on too upbeat of a note for me for for the way that the movie's been building up and it's just this this True. impending doom the I'll whole time and then uh, Ewan McGregor goes crazy and he gets possessed by all the ghosts because he's a trying very, to kill Abra and very then, ominous feel to it and and then I mean, nope, I guess he's he, fine he's he he's a he's a force ghost now it comes and visits her well why wouldn't he Dick Holleran died yeah. and he came back as a force yeah but ghost. Dick Holleran wasn't possessed when he died but he fought it yes he was no he fought it and beat it, it. yep. He, he saw, did what his dad could. It was again couldn't. visual cues. His eyes became clear, and he saw his mom. And it was it was a. I thought it was great. He finally beat it. He overpowered because he finally embraced the shining. He was able to beat the Overlook Hotel. That yeah. he should he should have been able to get out. He he. I don't think he wanted I to. Plus, I think he wanted to destroy the hotel and the the beings that were attached to it and to him, and his family was there. I think I think that. It now, was also, what needed was to be dead. done. And like, she she clearly said he she hit the artery and he was spurting blood. Like he's a goner. Yeah, no matter yeah. what, he Even had if to he tries to get out. <laughs> I it, think it, I thought I didn't mind the ending actually. I I was glad he didn't. I don't. Live. Well, and I don't. I don't mind him sacrificing himself uh, and and destroying the hotel and all of that. I what I do mind is the oh he's a ghost and he's with dad and and they're all fine and her reassuring her mom like everybody's good and, and don't don't end it on that note just like the the hotel burning as as Abra's being taken away uh that's that's a perfect moment See, I don't to mind end it because that's a it's a one of the themes is what happens after we die what uh, in that yeah at least it ends on a I positive honestly, note i, I wouldn't aspect. have minded i probably would have i mean it's not it more if it well, if it cut to black as the sh- as the overlook was burning it's not the worst ending to a Stephen King film, but it it definitely could have ended like a scene earlier. And yeah, it that's been fair. The one thing I kept thinking is, how does this girl explain all this away? Like here, what does she say that doesn't get her locked in a loony bin? Her dad got stabbed to death. The one guy blew his brains Blame out. Blame it on Ewan McGregor. Is, oh, it's that sure. easy. He's dead. He killed the dad. He kidnapped her. I guess she's she's a child. They're not gonna believe he's a, she's a part of it. Blame it on Ewan McGregor. People no, have seen her with him. Show him your magic powers. Done. Yeah, mind trick him. Jedi mind trick him. Yep. Uh, Perfect. Um, one more thing to talk about before we rate it because we're running out of time. Yep. The music was incredible. Yep. Yes. The music was. Hey, you were talking fantastic. about visual cues. We had musical cues. Uh, the heartbeat coming in and out when when the shining was involved. The like and you said, the ominous building of tension and even the even the music did what the movie did was call back to the shining but also make it your own and and don't just don't just copy but use that as an inspiration to create your own and it did that perfectly yep 
All right, I just want to get that out there because it needs to be said. Are we ready? Yeah. Yeah. Well, who wants to go first then? You picked it. All righty. I really liked this movie. I, I, as I said, I like, I like this director. I like all the people involved, and it lived up to my expectations. I think this is, this is my favorite Stephen King adaptation, movie wise. Um, I think you're forgetting about Maximum Overdrive. True. Yeah, I was. I was gonna say, what was The Mist? Is that? Is that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I hate those characters in that. Yep. movie. I know you're supposed. Marcia to, Gay Harden yeah, is, she, is she horrible in that. Big time. I, I don't mind that movie. Anyways, um, yeah, it lived up to my expectations. This this is one of the better movies from this director. Uh, I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it an eight point five. Solid. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Eight and a half. Um, I liked everything about it. Directing wasn't too flashy, but it successfully tied it together with the old, which is a hard thing to do, and not be schlocky and, and, and too reliant. But I think it was a success all around. Acting, cinematography, music, storytelling, character building, 8.5. I'm, I'm not too far off from you guys. Like I said, there, the, the ending for me, it, it ended a, a scene too late. And there's some stuff at the beginning that I would have cut out to, to save on runtime a little bit. But um, it's still a fantastically made movie. Uh, definitely would have been in my top 10 for the year if I had gotten around to seeing it in time. Uh, but I'm going to give it an 8. All right. So final score of 8.34, which is a B plus. Yep. All right. Let's play a quick little game of Pop Quiz Asshole. This or we have a lot of 8.34, by the way. Really? This or the Big Lebowski? Oh shoot! This, this Lebowski. This or the Atomic Blonde? This. Oh man! This, this. Uh, I. Uh, oh man! This or the thing? The thing. The thing. The thing. These are all eight point three four, by the way. Um, and then this was eight point three two. Bad times at the El Royale. This, this. Uh, that Logan. This, this for this. sure. Star Wars Rogue One. That. Yeah, Rogue One. Yep. Bone Tomahawk. That. that. I haven't seen Bone Tomahawk yet. The Usual Suspects. This. this. Easy. Us. This. Us. This. Um, Unbreakable. This. That. that. Zodiac. This. This. Take mm. sh- Say it. Zodiac. I love Fincher. <laughs> Take Shelter. This. I haven't seen it. I think I'd go that. Goodfellas. This. Goodfellas. This. All right. So a split on a lot of those. I think there was only one or two consensus when, ones. When you're that high, yeah. though, it's so hard to... Once you get into dude, B, when, <laughs> when, you're, when you're as high as I am, it's really hard to choose, man. Uh, so 8.34 for Dr. Sleep. Join us on Thursday for a review of Being John Malkovich. Uh, in the meantime, go to our website, moviereviewcrew.com. You can request movies right on our homepage. Uh, like Larry the Lobster requesting the <laughs> lobster. I don't think he requested it. He's just asking us a question. Which one is it's, better? It's a request. I think it's a request. It's a request. I think it was a request in the form of a question. Yeah, exactly. Uh, especially like since talking but, about killing of a sacred deer. Right, like, and yeah, I think he wants... Be. I think his point was in order to answer the question, we have to watch it. So he's wanting us to watch um, it. And but yeah. two, two of you have already yeah. seen it, so you can just answer the question. Yeah. I think they both said lobster's better. Yep. I mean, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Still crap, though. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have any articles coming out? 
Maybe I'll use this week to catch up. I've watched a bunch that I want to and just haven't had the time. Yeah, if we, we've got a week off, so I'll I'll, I'll get something out this week. Because nice. I did see Bob Boys for Life. Because I, I do still want to go see The Lodge. Um, yeah, I think you'll like it. That's a good one. Is that? I might go see that tonight. Still in theaters. I highly suggest it in theaters. It's a very good one. I am going tonight. Nice. All right. Go to website moviereviewcrew.com. Someone in the show. Tell your friends. Hey, guys. Oh, big golfs, huh? All right. Well, see you later. Good day, sir. You're a sir, I said good day. Yeah. See ya. Hasta la vista. This has been the Movie Review Crew Podcast. Remember to find us online on your favorite social media apps and go to our website, moviereviewcrew.com. Linger, man. Yeah, totally. Linger. Hardcore.